red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to Life in Welcome to episode three, Life in Red podcast. What's up? I'm Ryan Forsyth, the host. Uh, no guests this week, but I uh, wanted to let you know that we actually have a lot of uh, great people coming on here. We have uh, Clarissa Barron, who is an incredibly uh, unapologetic woman, uh, coming on to uh, talk with me about a few things. We have uh, Jenna Taylor coming on, who's a personal trainer. Uh, also has experience with mental health, doing stuff like that. Also, I have Dylan Black, the man, the legend himself. He's going to be coming on with me uh, and also lined up uh, Christopher Wan, who is a reporter for Global News. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fake news in the current climate of journalism. So lots of stuff coming up for you, a lot of great topics, a lot of things that are relevant um, to you. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today uh, with myself to you is mental health. So uh, let me first off uh, start off by saying that I am not a mental health professional. I'm not an expert. So I mean, take what I say with a grain of salt. It's all from my own personal experience in talking with people, in uh, dealing with certain things uh, through my own life um, and, you know, being slightly involved with uh, charities and certain areas of the mental health sector. But um, what I wanted to talk about today um, is a couple things, um, mostly my journey, uh, but also... Stopping, I guess, what you could say is the victimization of uh, people with mental health. Now, to say that is uh, I am all for people expressing um, their own mental health challenges in their own life. I know a lot of people do that. I know I do that myself. And I think that is an amazing and essential way to helping us break down the stigma and uh, advocating for mental health awareness and uh, certain rights and uh, acceptance in a general overall society. But what I wanted to really talk about is I see a lot of people... Uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, I don't want to say it's making a woe is me type of way, but for instance, the thing that inspired me to, to make this and wanting to talk about it, it was, it was a Buzzfeed article and basically what the article was about. Uh, and the headline itself was research suggests that exercising can help improve mental health uh, symptoms, you know, help improve your life basically dealing with mental health. I think anyone who exercises can genuinely say that it really does help with a lot of certain areas of your life, whether that is being in the gym and kind of taking the half an hour, hour break into, you know, focusing on nothing but your next set, your next rep, the next exercise. You're kind of focused. You're in the zone. You're not thinking about all the things in life, whether it's work, life, uh, stress, relationship, whatever, money. You're, you're in the gym and you're focused. And that could be the gym. That could be uh, outside. That can be yoga. Like, whatever your method of exercise is, um, it would help you in there. But, I mean... I'm not a scientist, I'm not a researcher, but I've done enough on my own time to know that, you know, exercising helps release endorphins in your brain and helps, you know, uplift you and changes it. And from my own personal experience, and believe me when I say this is coming from someone, I don't enjoy exercising necessarily. I'm not someone who's like, yeah, I can't wait to get in the gym, can't wait to run like for an hour. Like that's, that's not me. I uh, I know I have to do it, and when I'm doing it, it's like okay, like I feel good. But it's not something I I I you know like the Rock or something like yeah, I gotta get in and lift 18 million pounds, <laughs> and you know it's uh, it's something I know it helps me personally. Uh, not only again, not only during the moments of when I'm actually in there 
focusing on the exercise, but afterwards, uh, you just feel so much better. And now I even find myself now that I'm, you know, almost three years into my own personal exercise and, uh, health journey, I guess you could say, um, the difference that when I'm, I'm working out and when I'm not working out or a day I take off is drastically different than the day I don't. I mean, not only, uh, am I feeling things like I'm not feeling as lonely, um, I'm not feeling as suicidal. I'm not getting those thoughts that, oh, I, I want to kill myself. I'm so alone. No one's there for me. Like that almost is taken away. Uh, not totally, but definitely helps. So anyway, uh, when I saw this article, I was like, this is logical. Uh, you know, again, not a researcher, but I, I, from my own experience, exercising, again, the, the key word is can help relieve or can help with symptoms. Not does. It's never, no, nothing is ever 100% for everybody. But I think the majority of people can agree that exercise does help with mental health, your own mental health. Now, in that, again, I went into the comments section. I know. I, I don't know why I can never learn, but I do. I read the comments. <laughs> and... Uh, a lot of things were coming up. Oh, like this one size fits all type attitude that, you know, I can't even get up on the couch. How do you, ex or can't get out of bed how, to like barely to even get to work. So how can you expect that I go to the gym? Um, you know, other people I've exercised and, uh, I felt nothing and it, it made me feel worse. Um, that type of stuff was coming up in all the comments. Yeah, you, know, you know, you know how all the comment threads goes. There's some for, some against. Then people argue. It's a never-ending zone. <laughs> and uh, what made me think? I was like, look, everybody. One, why are you commenting on this article? I, uh, I didn't ask for solicitation. Does it affect you? No, it doesn't. I, everyone feels that they need to offer their own opinion, which I guess I'm doing now. So I shouldn't be a hypocrite, but. You're listening, so what am I going to do? Uh, but I'm, I'm getting really sick and tired in a lot of areas, but with people who... There just doesn't seem to be a lot of personal responsibility anymore. And in mental health, I get it. There are definitely episodes where you can't get out of bed where you can't find the will to live, where you can't find the energy to literally do anything. I have been there. I know it's a thing. And then anyone who disputes that obviously hasn't been through, you know, depression or anxiety. Um, by the way, that's what the article was mostly suggesting is it can help with, with depression and anxiety. It's, it wasn't suggesting uh, it could help alleviate or cure OCD or uh, eating disorders or bipolar, any like all the other spectrums of mental. We're talking, sorry, anxiety and depression mostly. But yes, you know, we're depressed. Um, life is harder in some areas than a lot of other people who maybe don't experience constant or chronic mental health issues. But what? I, I'm getting, again, really tired of seeing is the people, uh, the, the, again, the, the woe is me attitude. It's like, yes, you feel poorly uh, and we get that and we understand. And I think a lot of people are accepting of that. Okay, what can we do to help you? But there needs to be a sort of accountability in your own mental health that, yes, it's bad. But you need to manage your own symptoms and your own issues um, with ways that are going to help you. So that comes from a lot of different things, but it, it comes from a sense of ownership of yourself. I always say, you know, when I'm giving talks to whether it's uh, to high school students, college students, uh, to outside people, we're just chatting that. I always my my quote is mental health is a full time job. There is not one size fits all that is going to eliminate all your symptoms all at once. It's a combination of so many different things. It's 
are you eating right? Are you exercising? Are you in counseling or therapy? Are, do you have a good support system? Do you, you know, do you exercise? Do, are you on medication? Um, you know, yoga, uh, I hear meditation or float tanks or certain other things that can help uh, alleviate some certain symptoms. You know, there's, there's a whole wealth of opportunity and areas where you can focus on to help improve your own mental health. And what I find of a lot of people is they don't seek outside things or anything to help with their mental health. Rather, it's just like, I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I, I have a massive social anxiety. Um, so, so feel bad for me. And you know what? Like, I don't want anyone feeling bad for me. I want acceptance. Um, I want, you know, that people don't discriminate against my mental health, but I don't want people feeling bad for me. So what I want and what I challenge to people is, you know, take a hold of your own mental health and figure out what works for you. You know, maybe exercise. Okay. It doesn't work for you. So try to find things that do. Maybe it's a walk every day. Maybe it's going for a hike every Saturday morning and being with nature. Maybe it's going camping. Maybe it's playing video games. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's music. I don't know what's going to work for you, but you need to actively search for your own ways to feel better because lying in bed, while I know it's real hard to get up sometimes, is not going to fix it. And what I think myself and what a lot of people want is for you to be here for a very long time and not to feel like there's no way out that you need to take your own life. I think that's the last thing a lot of people want um, in this life for you. And for anybody, suicide is awful. It, it takes away from everything you've accomplished thus far in your life, everything you could potentially accomplish um, it hurts your family, it hurts your friends, it hurts your, your career, your job, uh, you know, your community. It's not easy. So what I want to kind of challenge people on is like, okay, yeah, you're feeling bad, but what are you doing to help make it better? And I'm tired of people playing victim that when someone says, oh, exercise really helped me, that person quote tweeting, it doesn't help me. You don't understand what I'm all about. You don't understand my depression. That's not it. You know, it's it's really not about you at all. It's really, we're talking ma- generalities and majorities that exercise, I think, would benefit a lot of people. And maybe if it doesn't, some, maybe it's not lifting weights. Maybe it's not going for an hour run at full tilt. Maybe it's just hiking. Exploring with nature apparently has incredible benefits to mental health. You know, people need to... Ch- to kind of push themselves because again, it's a full-time job. You can't just expect like, Oh, my doctor put me on medication and now I'm talking to somebody and I'm all better. I'm going to be all better. There's going to be no problems, no more mental health, no more depression, no more suicidal thoughts. If you have chronic depression and anxiety, like I do, that sits with you every single day, it's going to be with you every single day. And, you know, you need to find ways to mitigate that and to distract yourself from that. And so, what are you doing to do that? Um, One of my own personal ways to help combat my feelings of anxiety and depression is to give back, to help people. Um, Whether that's donating myself, whether that's giving talks, I, you know, I created um, an initiative called Cause for Pause here in Ottawa through my job working in media, knowing that I was in a position so many charities crave, which is media attention to get the word out for their cause. I was in that position. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to create something that was able to donate money towards mental health. I know not everyone is like that, but you can, whether it's, you know, create some sort of event or um an initiative or you know whatever it is a social media campaign just hey everyone retweet this uh you know suicide hotline it might save some lives that type of thing everyone can get involved some way to help 
other people. And that's one way I find solace. Um, you know, other things I do is exercise. I, I try to eat well because, you know, everything kind of works with your brain. Um, your body and your brain kind of work holistically. If you don't have a healthy body, you're probably not going to have a healthy mind. So, I mean, am I perfect? Absolutely not. I, I enjoy a beer or two, a glass of wine, a scotch, a whiskey, a, a, you know, pizza, all that stuff. But I think the the most, you know, scientific research uh, suggests that everything is intertwined with one another. So I know that's important. So that's something I do. So whatever it is that you do, it needs to, it needs to help yourself and that's what you need to do it's you if you are suffering um you know you need to look outside to help your symptoms your your brain your mind and make it all come together to to try to help you now all that being said i mean i'm not completely uh free from all my my own personal challenges and mental health issues it's it's a it's a constant of evolving battle it's every day one day i wake up and i went for a good workout the night before and you know i was with some friends and everything's hunky-dory and then come saturday night i'm on instagram and i'm looking at all the people out with all their friends or out having drinks and i'm like wow i'm just sitting by myself no one asked me to hang out tonight and i'm all alone and oh wow yeah what would it be like if I took my own life? So you could do everything in your power to make it better. And it's not going to be a hundred percent better. It's never going to go away, but what you can do and what you should do is look for ways to help yourself. Um, I think that's the most important thing. If, if you want respect and want the rest of society to not understand you, you can't just kind of point out that, you know, I have an issue and I'm not doing anything to fix it, but help me. You're like, don't help me. I just want you to feel bad. For, I just want to be the victim. That's, that's not going to work. And that's not going to lead to any long-term successes in your own life. So don't just sit there, come up with something, some sort of plan for yourself and make it better. Like you only have you. And really, if you think about it, I mean, some of us are fortunate to have a very supportive family. I know I am. I know my mom and my my grandmother both suffer. From, my uncle, they all suffer from what I do. We all are on the same medication. So, you know, they get it. They understand. And they're always there for me. And yet sometimes I feel like no one's there for me. Like, I get how that works. You know, you could have the, the best friends in the world who are always there. We'll drop everything on on the instant that you need something and they'll be there, but you feel alone every time you're with them. I get that feeling too. So you really in this life only have yourself and you know, when it's your time to pass, what are you going to show for it? Are you going to be, I wasted my life in bed feeling lonely and isolated and bad for myself or are you going to be proud being like, look, I made an, I made a legit effort and it was so hard. It was so hard to make that effort, but God damn it. I made that effort. And you know what? Something got better. I felt good for the first time. I felt good that I got out of bed and tied my shoes because I didn't do that in a week. That's a win. That's doing something instead of lying in your bed and tweeting posting a picture of you on Instagram, asking for sympathy. No, you got up and you're like, I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to make, a, I'm just going to pour dry cereal. I don't even have the energy to make, put milk in it. I'm just going to have dry cereal. And that's the only thing I'm going to eat all day. But that's a small win. And you can be proud of that. But you should not rest on that. You need to, to okay, today I made breakfast. Today I put cereal in a bowl. I didn't have milk, but I had cereal in a bowl. So tomorrow I'm going to put milk in it. Tomorrow I'm going to put milk in it, and then I'm going to eat it at the table. Today I'm going to do all that, and I'm going to wash the dish, and I'm going to put it away. That's, I think, the key. 
is you make a start and you feel good about that start. You, again, you did something. You got out of bed and you took charge and you're like, you know what? This is the only thing I can do today, but I'm going to do it. So be proud of that. But you need to build on that. And every day, continue to build those steps until you're like, you know what? I've done this three days in a row. I've made my breakfast. I put the dish away. I put on clothes. I've showered. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to go get groceries. Not going to order them online. Not going to get my mom or my friends or my dad or whoever to go pick them up and drop them off for me and then leave because I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm going to go out to the store and I'm going to buy the groceries myself. And then you get home, you put the groceries away. Then the next day you make a fabulous meal. It's, it's all about building and, and constantly every single day building on building on top of that and making building blocks because yeah, people are going to feel sympathy for you and they're going to feel bad for you and they're going to try to help you any way they can. But at the end of the day, if you have two years as an example, if you're for every day, every year, you're kind of a sob story as much as someone cares they're not going to have the energy to to keep keep it up every day. It's going to be hard because not only are they trying to help you, they have their own life to live and perhaps they have their own mental health issues to live and deal with. And they're going through the same thing as you maybe. You don't necessarily know because you're kind of in your own mindset. So you need to help yourself. I think that's the big message and I think that's you know, a larger problem in society that, you know, um, people aren't willing to, to help themselves or have a, a sense of responsibility to making their own lives better. And I think mental health is a big key in that because the only one really responsible for their own mental health is you. So if you're not going to, you know, seek help, what, I mean, you need to because there's no other option. Really, there shouldn't be. I mean, I believe me, I, I've tried to commit suicide. I, I know that feeling. I want to all the time. But I can't put my family through that. I can't put my friends, my, my coworkers, my community, the people who know me. Some people depend on me. You know, I have five adopted siblings uh, all under the age of 10. Who, no matter how shitty I'm feeling about myself, every time I walk through the door of my parents' house and they see me, they light up like I am the star of the show. And I guarantee you, you work hard enough. You know, maybe you don't have the family or the friends right now, but there will be people who light up the same way when they see you. I mean, go look on Twitter right now. Go look right on Twitter right now. Go up into the search bar, www.twitter.com. You're in. Go to the search bar. Do hashtag sick knock week. You can either look at the hashtag or you can look at the account. It's a kind of online community started by Michael Landsberg, who uh, he does uh, TSN mornings in Toronto. And he is also... Uh, a TSN personality. He was on off the record for years when I was growing up through the early two thousands, you know, he came forward with his own mental health struggles and started this online community that was about, uh, you know, empowering each other in your mental health struggle in your own journey, you know, being proud and cheering on people who take the initiative to say, you know what? I put on pants today and everyone is on there is good job. Yeah. They're cheering. You have your own personal cheer section and you don't know them. You've never met these people before. Maybe they don't even follow you. But they're cheering you on because you took a positive step in your own approach for mental health. And, you know, we all need that. We all need the push. We all need the challenge. Because if you're not challenging yourself, you're not getting better. And that goes for anything, not your mental health. It goes for your job. It goes for your humanity. If you're not always constantly improving, what are you doing? You're complacent? God knows you're not complacent with your mental health. We feel like shit. I get it. 
So you need to have a personal responsibility to get up off the bed, off the chair, and whether that victory is you went out and ran a marathon or if you just put on underwear. I think in terms of a first step, both are both are wins and you should be proud of that. But don't let that just be the end. Don't let the one win. You know, if you go 1 in 81 in hockey, you still lost 81 games. You might take pride in that you won the one game and you should. You still won a game. But you need to win all 82. Shouldn't that be the goal of everyone? You need to win. It needs to be competitive. And you need to win the day. Or you need to win the task. Whatever it is, you need to win. Because if you're not trying to win, you're going to lose. Really. That's, that's unfortunately the way it comes down to. And the greatest loss is suicide. And again, none of us want that. So pick yourself up. Challenge yourself. Start start winning some tasks. Start winning some days. And then, you know, it, it does. It, it does kind of become easier once you start routining yourself to start doing the things that you find that you love. And that's what's really going to help improve your mental health. There's definitely the times where you can feel the happiest and then, you know... In a moment's glance, you're going to, you know, go back into your old patterns, feeling bad. I mean, I always say I could sit in a room with, you know, all my closest family and, you know, best friends surrounded by people who love me. And I'm still feeling like, wow, I'm alone. I'm not saying that that goes away. But 100% from my own personal experience helps it helps me. It helps get better. And I get, I shouldn't say guarantee, but I highly think that it's going to get better for you that way too. Um, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's so, it's so damn hard sometimes to understand it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm, I just, it, it's not about you feeling like a victim because unfortunately whether we like it or not the world keeps moving it it moved before we got here it's going to move afterward so we really need to make the most while we're here and i don't want anyone feeling like you know you know maybe you you make it through your your mental health challenges and you're 90 years old you're you're on your deathbed and you're like wow I I spent my 20s basically lying in my bed and it's it live <sighs> millennial alert YOLO you only live once so don't <sighs> try not to just waste it on on things that you know are going to you're going to regret later it's it's not it's not fun another part of this is you know you see a lot now, uh, and you know, I don't know if it was a thing back, you know, when our grandparents were growing up or when our parents were growing up or even when we were, we were young and, you know, 10 years old, 15 years old, but it, it seems, so I graduated high school in what, 2010, college 2012. So, I mean, really, and it could just be an adult thing. I don't know, but from really from 2012 on it started seem seeming fashionable trendy cool that people kind of uh glamorize not you know going out and supporting the people that you love or that are important to you uh things like oh i i didn't uh go to my friend's birthday party because i just wanted to stay in bed and i was tired it's one of my biggest pet peeves and as someone who struggles with mental health I honestly f- feel for me that I don't think there's any stronger indication of what somebody means to me than me 
showing up to something that matters to them. And I don't think enough people do that anymore. They always want the cop out. And a lot of people use mental health as that. I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes you for sure are too, you know, social anxiety or feeling way too shitty to go to the club. 100% understand that. I don't want to go to the club. I don't want to be in the fish pond of sharks searching for women. I don't want to spend $100 at the bar. It's not my scene either. I understand that. But is there a pre, what they call pre-drink? Or are they getting together before? Maybe you can show up for that. Maybe you can show up for 10 minutes. Just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling really crappy. But I love you. I under, you're, You mean so much to me. You've always been there for me. So I'm gonna, I want to let you know I'm just feeling really crappy. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to come for 10 minutes. Show up bring them a card you bring them maybe a present and then you know stay for a bit give them a hug tell them you love them and you're like sorry i can't stay just feeling really bad so i'm, I'm gonna go home nine times nine and a half nine point nine times out of ten if that person is your true friend that is going to go one million miles more than just being like lying maybe i'm too tired i i'm not coming out tonight especially last minute i mean to anyone think about if that happened to you you'd feel meaningless you'd feel like you didn't matter that person and i mean maybe once out of 10 times if that happens you're you're going to try to be as understanding as possible but if that's 10 times out of 10 it's going to be really hard to be a supportive friend in that instance. Now, I'm not saying that that person will ditch you or choose not to be your friend anymore, but it's it's going to be really hard to justify going above and beyond for a person who's struggling time in and time out, but then never really receiving anything uh, for your own self. No, you know, nothing more than a text or a thank you. I mean... You, you got to show up for people that you care about because at the end of the day, what else do you have? You could lose your job. You could lose your house. You could lose anything. What are you going to have? You're going to have the people that you mean something to. And there's the only, they're the only thing you're going to have. If you lose everything, chances are they're going to be free there for you, whether it's financial, whether it's just somewhere to crash, you need, <sighs> You need to somehow try to take care of those people. And you, I get it. It's, it's hard to go out. It's hard to really make an effort to try to show someone how much you care. So, I mean, you need to make that effort yourself. And combined with all those other things that we talked about before, exercise, diet, uh you know, taking care of yourself in hobbies, maybe you have a passion that you're pursuing. All those things are going to make it a hell of a lot easier for you to get out of bed and go take care of the person that you love or show them that you love them and that they really mean something to you. You're going to show up. So many people nowadays do not show up for people they quote unquote call friends and it's it's honestly the most heartbreaking thing the amount of times people haven't showed up for me you know okay you don't show up for me i get it that's fine but i'm not i'm not gonna make an effort for people who don't show up for me why would i if you're not gonna be there when i need you or want you what what are we doing we're not we're not on the same wavelength because god damn if you invited me to your birthday party i'd be there so I don't have a birthday party anymore because I know people won't show up for me. So don't be one of those people. There might be an excuse and sometimes they're justified. That's not what I'm talking about. But don't be that person who constantly just gives up, who, who won't be there or support people 
who love them. I mentioned Dylan Bach. Uh, he's an announcer on Boom 99.7, television host on Rogers TV. He's going to be coming on the podcast. Uh, should be re- released. Uh, today is uh, the Thursday, the 16th. So we're going to be chatting on Saturday. So it should be released later on the uh, 18th or 19th, which is the 19th of Sunday. Anyway, he'll be coming on. We can be chatting a little bit more about this and get in depth. But one thing that he taught me since... I started working with him at the radio station. This guy goes to his goal is 365 days or 365 events a year, one a day. Now, does it average? That's on average. Doesn't always, you know, sometimes it's three events in one day. But do you think he goes and spent after everything he has going on, he goes for the full event? Sometimes, but a lot of time it's just showing up taking a few pictures, doing some social media, going home. But you know what? That goes a hell of a lot farther than not showing up at all. People can understand you're busy. They can understand you're going through stuff. But you can still make an effort to show up, even if it's for five minutes. Just show. It just goes so much farther than doing nothing, which is what a lot of people do. So what I'm trying to say don't use mental health as an excuse because it it can be an excuse, but if you let it be an excuse, then, I mean, you're just going to go around in circles. You need to find ways to motivate yourself, and that that's really on you because I can give you all the advice I can on this podcast. You can go see a therapist. They can give you all the advice in the world. You can read self-help books. You can read blogs, articles on the internet. We can go on Twitter and ask random people to love you. But at the end of the day, if you do not want to help yourself, if you do not want to get better, you're not going to get better. And if that's the choice you make, I, I can't force you to want to get better, but I want you to get better because I know the feeling of feeling like shit, feeling alone, feeling depressed, feeling on the verge of tears every single time you open your mouth. I know that feeling and I hate that feeling and I am more than willing to bet that you hate that feeling too so why wallow in it why why constantly live your life that way it just it seems so sad and burdensome and it it's a hell of a lot of weight on your shoulders that you know you can distribute in other areas of your life and you can work out so what I want to do and you know why I go and talk to young people who are kind of their mental health journey is manifesting as I want to motivate them. I want to motivate them to, to make an effort to before all the symptoms start and before you reach a crisis point where it's you break down or you feel that suicide is the only answer that you are trying to mitigate your symptoms step by step before you ever reach a crisis point. And I think that's the most important thing any single person can do for their mental health. Because if you can tackle every shitty feeling that you have before it reaches to the point where you can no longer bear it, then we never see things like Chris Cornell or Chester or, you know, Anthony Bourdain, all these people, I mean, that's just recently who seemingly had everything in the world, fame, money, family, millions of fans, yet they felt that their life was no longer worth living because, you know, their mental health got the better of them. And this is all to say that you could do everything you possibly can and life still might not feel like it's worth living. But at least you gave it a shot. And as sad and heartbreaking as that is to say, at least you gave everything you had just like you would to your child, your family, your job. You gave every ounce of energy trying to fight it. Maybe it won heartbreaking and sad but 
you know, as I've learned, sometimes everything you have isn't enough. And that's the unfortunate reality of some things. And it's a depressing thought. And, you know, so much love to those people who just really have tried and it just doesn't seem to get better. Um, but, but if you don't try, you know, you're just going to go around in circles and no one wants that. While I'm on the topic of mental health, I think it's important to say um, we're all talking about it now. Uh, you know, stigma is, I think, reducing every single day. We're not to the point of, you know, it being perfect, but I think, you know, you look back at, you know, the last five years, you could say it's way better. Um, so all this all these people talking, these millions and millions and millions of people talking about their mental health. Imagine if all these millions of people wanted help outside of pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals are easy enough to get. You go to the doctor. I'm sad. Big Pharma is going to be happy to take the money from the doctor and your prescription. But I'm talking about is counseling, therapy, you know, the stuff that working alongside the medication uh, just makes everything that much better. You're able to talk about things. You can get a rational point of view, uh, an unbiased opinion of the things that you're feeling to just give you a little extra to think about. Millions and millions and millions of people are seeking that help. Do you think they have millions upon millions upon millions of people who are qualified or certified to deal with that? They for sure don't. The mental health system is so overburdened. The government funding is so low compared to the actual crisis of what is going on. Because a lot of things can be traced back to mental health. Addiction. Think of uh, millions of people who are, you know, overdosing on opiates right now. That's just one drug. A lot of that can go back to mental health. Homelessness for sure can go to mental health. Gun violence, gang violence. Bet your ass some of that can go to mental health. So all these crises, all these points in life where we sit on Twitter and Facebook and have our comments about everything and bitching and complaining... A lot of those problems, I bet, can be solved if those people were able to seek help when they needed it. And right now, real tough sometimes, especially in isolated communities. Indigenous communities, holy hell. There is nowhere enough funding or help to deal with the suicide and addiction crisis that goes on in reserves and up north for indigenous people. So what I'm asking is, if you give a damn at all about mental health and all the things that happen about mental health is fund the system. Tweeting about it is great, but know what's better? Money. Could be five, could be $10, $15, $20. I know not everyone is in, you know, the financial place to actually make a $1,000 donation, even 100 sometimes. But if a million people donated $5, I'm not a math student or mathematician, but $5 million is $5 million more dollars than they had before to hire new doctors, make new research, all that stuff. So what I'm asking, if you're listening to this podcast because you're interested in mental health, make a donation, fund, fund the system, because right now we cannot rely on the government to make adequate choices to help the people help their people so if the government's not helping we need to help as a community to take care of one another because we can all agree that suicide is awful that addiction is awful it's an awful thing for someone to go through so please if you have any money at all at any time any extra Maybe you don't buy a beer on the patio. Maybe you have two instead of three. You donate five 
to the Canadian Mental Health Association, to your local hospital, to something like DIFD, do it for Darren at the Royal, to the Royal directly. There's a lot of ways you can make a difference. But all I'm asking is you make some sort of financial contribution because with a little bit of funding and a little bit of help, it's going to make it easier to get off the bed and tie your shoes and put on your pants and go to work every morning if you've had the help that you need. Please make donations if you can. There's a joke. There's a Bill Burr. Sound like an old man. I think it's Bill Burr. No, Doug Stanhope. He has a joke about... It's sort of a joke, more of a story, or what do you call it? An anecdote. That there's a hierarchy of things that really matter to people and things that we can solve pretty easily. But, you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of causes that goes to a lot of different people's hearts based on their own personal life experiences. Cancer, Parkinson's, uh, mental health. Uh, but he, what the joke is, is instead of, you know, spreading our money so thinly over this long area of, of people that need help, let's start tackling the things that one, make the most significant impact in our society and things that are real easy to cross off the list. World hunger, pretty easy to cross off the list if you know we stopped wasting so much food and sent it to people who are starving. That's pretty easy because if you Google how much pounds of food waste we have in first world countries, it is atrocious that some of that can't go to help feed starving people in poor countries or even starving homeless people in first world countries. That's pretty easy to tackle off. But I think most people can also agree that I think cancer and mental health are some of the most, most significant things that, you know, affect most people in everyday life. So really, I think focusing our funds on tackling those two issues and then slowly working our you know way down after we get research and cures and treatments that work and are sustainable and actually help people start making their way down the list to things like pencils at school or toys for tots or you know every charity has its merits but let's let's tackle things and again mental health I think is right up there where the majority of people in some way have been touched or affected or have a mental illness in some way, shape, or form. Fund the system. Make a donation. Do 10 minutes of research. Where were my dollars go the most? Because if we can tackle mental health, I really think that we can take care of so many other issues, so many other areas of of that are also in need you know adoption you know if parents didn't have mental health issues perhaps they wouldn't gain addiction problems or abuse problems or or other areas and lose their kids and we have to find stuff like you know find new homes foster system one example there's tons but please if you can fund a system and let's, let's start improving lives because that is what this whole podcast is really about is I want people to live their best life. It's so clear in my mind that I want to live my best life because even though I feel like shit, 90% of the time, if I work hard and take care of it, I can feel a little less like shit. And that feels really good. Even... Feeling 88% like shit is better than 90% like shit. So let's work together. Let's foster community. Let's start taking out this problem and helping people that need help. And damn. Take some responsibility for your own life. And work it. Work it. You need help? Reach out to me, man. I'll be your biggest supporter. 
I will answer your DMs, answer your emails. But want to talk on the phone, I can talk on the phone. I'll be your biggest cheerleader because I want to see you succeed in everything that you do. But I want you to do it. That's what I want. I want you to get up and I want you to do it and feel good that you've at least won one battle a day. There you go. That's my that's my 48-minute rant on mental health. And I think it's important. I think we really need to talk about it. We really need to fund it. And we really need to tackle it because, man, we got a lot of shit going on in this world. There is a lot of stuff to know. And there's a lot of stuff to think about. And there's a lot of concerns. But I think one of the things we can really do is help each other, help our community, help our family, help our loved ones, help our friends. Help your acquaintance. And let's all get it together. Let's get this out of the way and let's move on to the next. Got a lot of people coming up. Like I said, Clarissa Barron, she's coming on. We're going to record it tomorrow night. Uh, It's going to be great. She's very opinionated. Uh, Like I said, unapologetic. She's a public uh, service worker. She used to work with me in radio, so she's going to be a lot of fun. Going to get a lot of her insights on uh, certain things. Uh, got uh, Christopher Wan coming on, Dylan Black. I uh, have a lot of people actually signed up, which is amazing. Got a lot of people coming on. Uh, if you ever want to get on, send me a note. Happy to chat about something you're passionate about, uh, whether it's whatever, mental health. It's just shooting uh, shooting the shit uh, about that story, like the, the orca who's carrying around her dead, her dead calf, her s- deceased calf i think it was for 15 days around the ocean how sad is that want to talk about that let's let's talk about it an hour on how sad nature can be and how ruthless and heartbreaking certain things can be that that would be an interesting podcast a lot of people crying (laughs) but uh hey you know what i'm up for talking so uh lots of people coming on uh it's gonna be a great um if you can share this Subscribe. Uh, let people know it can be found everywhere. SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. It's going to be up on Spotify soon. Uh, website is uh, on Spreaker. Uh, just Google Life in Red Podcast. You'll take me to my site because it's complicated because I don't want to pay money. So it's a good time. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch you later for episode four with Clarissa Barron. Take care of each other out there. Play safe. Be nice. Talk to you later. Love y'all. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.